Chris Terrell podcast. I am Chris Terrell. Glad you're back. Glad to have you here listening. To all of you that listen to my stuff here on TikTok and post comments, I want to give you a huge, gigantic thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I also want to celebrate those of you that are making changes in your life. Doing things for yourself, growing, making yourself a priority. This is a good thing. So many of us are so focused on everybody around us, on our loved ones. (laughs) Sometimes even those that we don't necessarily think we love. At bending over backwards to please all of these other people. That we don't bend over backwards to please ourselves. Somehow we feel like that is selfish, conceited, arrogant. I don't know what it is. But I think, I know that some of you listening right now are feeling that. Some of you are feeling like, I just never seem to be able to put myself first. You're starting to lose weight. You're feeling really good about it. And then something with family comes up or something with your work comes up and something needs to give. And the first thing you start looking at is, well, what, what, can, what in my life can I give up? What in my life can I stop doing? And I understand that because I have dealt with that and still deal with that. On my own weight loss journey, one of the critical success factors was I started to consistently put myself first. One of the most common scenarios that happened to me, and I'm sure it happens to so many of you, is people would come up and offer me food at work, at family functions, and like, oh, hey, would you like to have some of this? And I had to get really good at saying, no, thank you. And it was really hard to do that at first. It got easier as it went, but that I don't know if I could ever say it was completely easy and guilt-free every time. Because I don't want to make people feel bad. You know, sometimes somebody has this piece of food and they're really, they're like, oh, this is so good. It tastes delicious. I want to share it with somebody. And so they come up to you and then they're like, hey, would you like to have some? Oh, no, thank you. And I've had to come to realize that me taking the food, when I didn't want the food, I don't need the food. When it doesn't fit into my goals and desires, that it is okay to say, no, thank you. It's just fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But for so long, I did think there was something wrong with it, that there was something wrong with telling someone no. That there was something wrong with enforcing a boundary for myself with others. And this this concept of enforcing boundaries, this goes so much deeper than just food and losing weight. And enforcing boundaries is something that takes practice. And to get good at it, you need to do it more often. So here's a question for you. Where in your life right now Are you feeling angst and anguish and frustration? And ultimately, it's because you have failed to enforce a boundary with somebody. Because you have failed to say, this is what I don't need. This is what I need. I am 100% guilty of doing that. 
And with my weight loss, I recognized the failure to enforce boundaries was a major reason why I gained weight in the first place. Because I was also unwilling to enforce boundaries on myself. I was unwilling to say, hey, Terrell, I call myself Terrell. Hey, Terrell, you need to not do such and such. You need to do such and such. When I was given my initial challenge of working out three times a week for 20 minutes that started my entire life transformation process, when I was given that challenge, I told myself, you're going to do this. You're going to go for three times a week for 20 minutes. You're just going to. Why? Because you can. And I wasn't perfect. You know, some weeks I missed. I did not have perfection when I got started. There were times where the end of the week would show up and I'm like, oh, crap. I only went twice this week. I thought I was going to go three, but life got busy. And then I'd look at it and go, well, how did that happen? Oh, well, I didn't have a plan. I just sort of thought I'd do it when I thought of it. So let me make a plan this time. You know, and the next week I'd get all three. I also started to enforce boundaries with food with myself saying, okay, if you want to have this thing, you need to do X, Y, Z first. All along my journey, I ate popcorn. I love popcorn. Popcorn is delicious. And it's a surprisingly good weight loss food because it can be filling. It's uh, calorically not bad. Now, granted, if you load it up with a ton of butter, that changes the equation. But I found a popcorn I liked and I told myself, as long as I'm good for the day, as long as I don't over snack, I can have my popcorn at the end of every day. And for the better part of a year, I had a bag of popcorn every day. <laughs> there were days I missed because sometimes at work I'd be like, well, I'm going to have this snack instead. And I guess I'm going to give it my evening bag of popcorn. But it was such good practice telling myself, when you do this, you get to have that. I had a client this week ask me a question that... Uh, Interestingly enough, I hadn't been asked it point blank like this before. So it was a fun answer. And I thought this is something I'd like to share with everybody. And that is, how do you do food rewards? And I got to think, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I, I didn't really do food rewards. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I did sometimes allow myself to have a particularly indulgent thing, even if it was going to push me over my calorie limit for the day. But I can only think of like three or four times I did that in my entire journey. Because when you do a seco-based diet, I could eat whatever I wanted. And so I got to think like, well, I didn't need to do a food reward because I wasn't depriving myself of anything. I was just enforcing boundaries on myself. I was just saying, if you want to have pizza, you can, but here's what you need to do so that you can have it. Oh, if you want to have a hot dog, you can. Oh, you want to eat chocolate? That's no problem. You can have chocolate. But here's what you need to do so that you can have the chocolate. And that was the huge difference that I found. It was taking ownership and responsibility for the choices that I was making in my own life to allow me to have a thing. So going back to my example of the popcorn, if I wanted popcorn, I had it. And I did want popcorn. And so... I allocated a certain amount of calories every day that I knew was going to go to that delicious treat. And I eventually started looking forward to it. Eventually, it started making it where it was easier to say no to food because I was like, no, 
I want to eat my popcorn at the end of the day. If I don't eat this, I'm unhappy. This is like my, for me, it marked the end of a day because I didn't eat after that. That was the last thing I would eat for that day. And so sometimes I would have that popcorn and I would just eat it nice and slow because I'm like, oh, I want this to stretch out. And sometimes I was ravenous and I'd basically inhale it and forget to chew, which I mean, I'm kidding. Obviously you have to chew popcorn. That, that stuff doesn't work if you don't chew it. So practicing the so here's another question for you. Where in your life right now do you need to put some boundaries? Where you need to tell yourself, all right, it's time to do a thing. There's a something I discovered about thin people that as a bigger person, I did not know is common. It's surprising how common this is. And that is a lot of thin people just randomly cut something out of their diet. They're like, all right, you know, I've had, I have a bit too unhealthy of a relationship with XYZ things, so I don't eat it anymore. You know what? I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been eating a lot of chips lately. So uh, chips are out for the next month. They're just out. I don't eat any, just don't. I've done that. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I think I'm having a bit too much caffeine. So caffeine's out. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm done drinking it. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to go to one a day, one, one coffee a day, and then I'm going to wean myself off. And then, you know, a month or two later, add it back in. This is such a common thing. I never did that before. And I was bigger if I wanted something, I ate it. I didn't, there's no concept of, oh, maybe you're having too much of a thing, just stop having it. I just told myself, stop thinking about it. <laughs> I don't think about it. It doesn't bother me, right? Uh, well, that that's what ultimately led to me being big because I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, however often I wanted and however much I wanted. And every meal needed to be a slam dunk. Every meal needed to be knocked out of the park and needed to be maximum flavor and maximum deliciousness. And in fact, I would prefer it if it topped the previous meal. And eventually you reach to the point where you're like, I can't make it taste any better, but I can just have more of it. This is a, not a great way of approaching food. This is where it gets to working on your relationship with food or working on your relationship with a thing. So. As you're going through your own journey, and let's expand this, even if it has nothing to do with weight loss, if it's just whatever. When you realize you're doing a behavior that is not serving you, give yourself a boundary. Give yourself a little friction. Tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z thing instead. You're not going to be perfect at it. Sometimes you're not going to stick to the boundary you've placed. And this is where it gets to the concept of failure. If you don't stick to a boundary, then that's okay. Just look at why you didn't stick to it. Ask yourself the question, all right, why? Why did I do that? There are two common things that I tell all of my uh, one-on-one clients. The first one is why. Why is a good question. I, as their coach, will ask why all the time. You want to do this? Oh, why do you do that? Um, why do you want to lose weight? <laughs> The second one is there's an answer that for some strange reason, we as adults especially think you shouldn't give. We'll even tell kids, don't say this. And it's a perfectly good answer. It's a perfectly reasonable answer. And in fact, I think it's a great answer. And the answer is three little words. I don't know. Sometimes I'll ask someone a question and I can tell they're giving me some bullcrap answer. 
I'm like, no, if you don't know, you can say, I don't know. Because if you're making up the answer, then we're going to assume that's the correct one. But when you say, I don't know, that means let's find out. It means further investigation is warranted. So when you do a thing that you would prefer you didn't do, ask yourself, why? And if you don't know why you did it, say, I'm not sure why I did that. Let's, let's poke around on that and find out and see if we can figure out why on earth I did that thing. For me, on my weight loss, I discovered several of these whys that I didn't immediately know what the answer was. It took some time to figure out. One of them was, why do I not work out? Why do I not go to the gym? Why do I go at 1130 at night so that no one will see me? Because that's when I, that's when I worked out for the majority of the first six, seven months. I would go at night on purpose because I didn't want to be around people. And at first it was like, well, I didn't want to be seen. All right, well, why? Why didn't I want to be seen? It's because I was embarrassed. I didn't, I didn't want to be the big guy in there slinging the weights around, looking like a fool, not knowing what he's doing. I, I didn't want to be the person that'd have to sit down at the machine and grab the pin that holds the weight and grab it from the lower amount and put it up basically on the top plate because I'm so weak. I, I could barely even just do the movement with five or 10 pounds on it. I was embarrassed. And I didn't want to face that embarrassment myself I and mean, forget anybody else. Ultimately, I was not going to the gym during peak times, during times that were honestly convenient for me in my life. Not because I cared about what other people think. That was just the bullcrap answer I fed myself. The ultimate answer was I was embarrassed about what I could do. Now, this is no judgment for anybody else. This is, this is my story, my relationship with working out in the gym. This may not be yours. So please don't, you know, for anybody listening, don't read into that. But for me, it was very much this. And I didn't want to come face to face with that truth that I was embarrassed. But as I did come face to face with it, as I went to the gym at night and started gaining the confidence in myself and started realizing, because it's not like nobody was there, there just weren't very many people. As I started realizing, huh, you know, these five or 10 people that are here, they, they don't actually care what I'm doing. Like they're not even looking at me. Well, so then I might try going a little earlier when there's a few more people and realizing, huh, you know what, people still don't care. I mean, people seem to only care like if you're messy. Like if you leave the gym a mess or if you're making a whole bunch of noise. Um, otherwise, people just sort of do their own thing and couldn't be bothered with what you're doing. Well, as I started to embrace that, I started realizing, well, nobody else cares. Why do I care so much? So on my journey, I, I, I discovered weight training and, and realized that strength training is where it's at. If you want to lose weight, if you want to supercharge your weight loss journey, you need to look at resistance training. So I was getting on YouTube and constantly looking up different lifts, different body weight things and trying to learn as much as I could. And I came across a video 
uh, where Henry Cavill was talking about how he's training for uh, the the Witcher. I think it's called. I haven't seen the show. Um, and uh, he was talking about a bicep curl that he does. And again, the, you know, don't, don't worry if you're not into weightlifting that <laughs> you don't need to know that for the part of the story. But one part you need to understand is he, he showed the weight that he was lifting and talked about what he was doing. And this dude, I mean, this guy played Superman. This dude's got some arms and he was lifting really, what was a really light weight. And he's like, I discovered you can get the results that you're looking for with these lighter weights. And you know what? It doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. You do you. Everybody's different. Everybody's at a different stage of their fitness and weight loss journey. They're taking in a different amount of calories. And I think that's just such a brilliant way of looking at it. When I'm like, when I got the dude playing Superman telling me you do you, it doesn't matter. Just as long as you're working out as hard as you can work out. I was like, man, that, that's fantastic. That gave me permission. And it helped me put in perspective the concept of progression. Everybody progresses at a different point. I can look at myself now and look at myself two and a half years ago. It's shocking how different it is, but it's different because it's been a progression. I look back at like, so I can do a lot of pull-ups now. I can do a lot of pull-ups. Well, when I started, I could do no pull-ups. Then I could do one pull-up. Well, a half pull-up. Then I could do one. Then I could do two. And then I could do five and then I could do 10. I just kept working my way up, but it was piece by piece. And if I had just never started, it never would have happened. And if I got so concerned with the fact, well, this guy over here can crank out 50 pull-ups in a, you know, in 30 minutes, I'd be like, well, why should I ever start? Because I can't do one in a day and this guy can do 50 in 20 minutes. What's wrong with me? I'm a failure. I guess I should just never start. I literally thought that way. And that's such a self-limiting way of thinking that when I finally shook that loose, well, actually, I'm going to rephrase that. When I finally learned how to start practicing shaking that loose, I started to get progression. Because that self-limiting belief, that whataboutism, or oh, what about what they're doing? Oh, they're doing so much better. That is going to crop up in your life so many times in so many different places. You're going to start to get that mentality licked in a certain part of your life as you get the confidence in it. And as you prove to yourself, yeah, I can do a thing. You know, it'll crop up in something else. You decide you want to take on a new skill. I love photography. Love, love, love photography. And I've been, I've been taking pictures for, at this point, almost 15 years. And I would not share pictures because I would allow my perfectionism to creep into the point that I wouldn't show anybody because I'd go, why would someone want to look at my pictures? I look at this at pictures from this artist and he's he or she is so much better than me. Well, people could go look at that one. They don't need to come look at mine. And again, that was a flawed way of thinking. I needed to just put my pictures out in the world. I needed to just share them. So one of the ways I combated that was in 2020, along my journey of losing weight. And again, I'm working on my mental side. I made myself do a photo of the day on my Facebook, um, which my Facebook, I keep to pretty much just people I know in real life. That's like one social media that has sort of a wall around it. The rest of it, like I open up to anybody. But uh, I would post 
one photo a day and the caption would just say photo of the day. No context, no story. Every now and then maybe I did, but nothing, just a picture. And it could be a building one day. It could be a duck another day. It could be a bridge. It could be something from a portrait shoot. It could be literally anything and anything. It could literally be anything. And I would make myself post that every day, no matter what. And at first I was going through my old library and just, I, cause I was like, I can post anything that I've had. And then I quickly ran out of photos that I liked. You know, I had maybe a month or so of photos. I'm like, these are great photos. Even I am comfortable with them. And then I ran out and I was like, well, shoot, I got to keep posting something. So I went out to take more pictures and I would come back and I'm like, all right, I got five or six here. I think I could, I, I'll get them to the point I'm comfortable sharing them. And then I would just share them. And then, and then I'd run out of those or, or something that I, well, I guess I got to go back through old photo shoots I did, you know, years ago or something. And I would go back through these old photos because thankfully I'd never delete them. And I'd be like, holy cow, there's some real gems in here that I didn't, I totally forgot about. Why? Because when I was looking at them at the time, all I was doing was playing the comparison game and going, well, it's not as good as this other photo I saw recently. And so then I would just never share it. And that's such a shame. Where in your life do you have a creation, a thought, a moment, something that is worthy of sharing and putting into the world and bringing into other people's lives? What do you have that you could give to bring joy into another person and you're not doing it because you're worried people might compare it to something else? I challenge you to look at the things that you create in this life Everybody is a creator, no matter who you are. People just create different things. Some people create with their words, some like spoken words, some with written words. Some people create with a picture with their, some people create relationships and connections with other human beings. Like it maybe has you are as a salesperson, whatever it is, you are a creator. Look at what you're holding back. And just start, just start getting it out there and do some creation for yourself. Start creating the body that you want, that you desire, that you quite honestly deserve. Even if you don't feel like you deserve it, get out there and create it and just start today and do a little bit more tomorrow and a little bit more the day after that. If you're just making every day just one or two or three or 5% better than the day before, over the course of time, it will be incredible what you do. I went from sharing almost zero pictures a year outside of like, you know, family functions or something like that. Zero just pictures of me just putting my art into the world to doing 365 in a year because I did one a day. Just one a day led to me putting out 365 images. And it literally revolutionized and transformed me and how I approach photography and helped me gain more confidence and more love for the thing that I do. Cause that's you know, one of the things I just do for the love of it. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here. This one was going just a little bit long. Thank you so much for listening. I offer one-on-one -on -one weight loss coaching. If you are interested in working with me, go to christerrellcoaching.com. I am now finally offering standalone coaching sessions. You no longer have to purchase a package. I do offer packages, but sometimes you just need that one single meeting to push you over the edge to help you just get started. And now you can go into my site and schedule that. 
And I'm really excited to finally have that set up. And uh, so go check it out. Check me out on TikTok, OG underscore Chris underscore Terrell. I post regular motivational weight loss centric things every day. And you can also check out my Instagram at the same name. Thank you so much again for listening. And always remember, you can do hard things and I'll talk to you next.